What's up, what's up, what's up? This is the Cheston Podcast, and we are now going into pop culture topics for the week of August 29th to September 4th. All right, let's get into it. So on August 29th, Monday, uh, Britney Spears, she uploads 22 minutes of audio on social media. Um, basically, in the 22-minute uh, clip, I listened to it, uh, she basically says that she's been offered money, Oprah interviews, and she turned them all down. She just wants to shed light on her situation. Um, she wants to shed light on hardships so people won't feel alone. So she just wants to, you know, um, let her story be heard. She wants to vocalize. You know, basically, it's helping her heal from what she's been through. And also in the 22-minute um, audio, she basically said that she feels ashamed and embarrassed. Um, she's scared of judge- judgments from other people, which is horrible. We should not be judging her because of the situation she's been in. Um, she said, to this day, she still does not know why or what she did to be put into a conservatorship. Um, she said one day she was speaking, um, well, she was speaking with a British accent to refill a prescription at, um, at a local pharmacy. A few days later, an ambulance shows up to her house um, out of nowhere. And that's basically when they took her. That was when, I don't know if you remember on the news on TMZ, that's when the ambulance showed up to her house and they were saying that she was refusing to give her baby up and she locked herself in the bathroom and they put her on a stretcher and they put her in a 5150 hole. I don't know if anyone remembers that, but I vividly remember that. Um, But yeah, she said she one day was speaking a British accent to refill her prescription and a few days later the ambulance showed up and she said that she was, you know... Uh, she basically said that there was no drugs, no alcohol in her system when she was taken, you know, when the conservatorship, conservatorship began. Um, she said it was pure abuse. The whole situation has been nothing but pure abuse. Um, she said that she was not allowed to talk to friends. Um, she could not go nowhere or leave. She had literally a security guard standing in front of her door, blocking her door, you know, security blocking her door her bedroom door and basically she was a prisoner she was stuck in um which is crazy to me but her team created the her father created a team of people to basically keep her as a prisoner an inmate within her own camp that's so crazy but anyways keep on going she said that she had to watch what she ate they you know monitored her food Um, no doors, everything was doorless. Uh, she, her phones were tapped. Um, she had no car access, um, no cash and she had to change in front of people. There was like no closed doors. Everything was open. Um, this was her situation, which is so crazy to me. Um, she said that as soon as the conservative conservatorship began two weeks later, she began working on um, How I Met Your Mother and Circus, you know, recording the Circus album, which everybody remembers. It's it's kind of cool because I've been following, like every other Britney Spears fan I know out there, I've been following Britney Spears um, since the beginning of her career. So even in these moments where she's bringing up all this stuff, like uh, the ambulance, you know, showing up to her house, I remember all these moments. So it's like she's giving us answers to these previous Moments where she did not talk about them, but now she's ready to, and she's ready to put it out there, and she's ready to, to speak her truth, which is, this is awesome. I just want Britney Spears, she'll never be the old Britney Spears that we used to know, you, you know, used to know because she's been through so much, but I want her to at least um, feel like she's going back into the flow of who she used to be, because... Britney Spears pre-conservatorship was a boss. People want to believe that she, there was suits and, you know, this record label, you know, told her what to wear, what to sing, and how that's not true, people. It's always been Britney Spears since the beginning. It's always been her vision, her ideas to the forefront. Um, it's unfortunate, her situation, I think... What I what I'm gathering from everything, what I this is my own little uh, synopsis of the situation, if you will. It's like, okay, so Britney Spears was the breadwinner. We all know that. If if like I said, if you've been following Britney Spears from the from the get go, we all know that she was the breadwinner for her family. Um, 
basically her parents were, you know, poor from the poor class and, you know, they needed money. And Lynn looked at Brittany and saw that Brittany had a lot of energy and she liked to dance and sing. So she started entering her into pageants, competitions, and then she started seeing that Brittany was winning. And then, you know, the light bulb went off and, you know, basically from then on, Britney Spears became the breadwinner. She was the one that was helping everybody out in the family. So, and I think what happened was, you know, she was, she got so popular and so in demand that she wasn't going back home. So there was, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like she, her schedule made her so busy to where she couldn't be at you know access you know her family couldn't have access to her 24 7 like they want to and i think that's where this comes in i think that they wanted basically they want to spend britney's money how they want to spend it that's what they've been doing from the beginning if you really think about it this is i mean this kind of makes sense because if she's been the breadwinner since she was little since she was a toddler Britney Spears started doing this thing like she was two since she was two and three. Like people don't understand this girl has been working her a off, which makes sense because if she's been doing it since she was three and then she blew up, like she really blew up at 15, 16. Like she was a legitimate worldwide pop star from the ages of 15, 16, 17, 18. Like, which is like crazy because normally in those those ages that you know you're a teenager you're like going into freshman year in high school you know you're especially at 15 15 16 that's like what freshman sophomore year of high school like it's crazy to me that she was so young and she knew what she wanted to do and she went after it and she achieved it but the unfortunate part is you know her whole family was depending on her paychecks to you know to pay bills to you know to make it you know to make ends meet um oh it sucks so that's what i think i think since she's been doing it for so long and since you know they've been reaping the rewards of her you know uh you know performing i think they couldn't have the control they wanted over her because you know she was her own woman you know and she was traveling the world and she was busy so i think they they tried to use her, because there was a time, but we're not going to, you know, I'm not going to skip over it. There was a time where Britney Spears was, you know, kind of, I don't want to say messing up or doing anything wrong, but she was learning herself as, as any person is at the age of 23 to 25, you know, 22 to 25, you're learning who you are. So she started going out, she started partying, you know, you, you that's when you started seeing the tabloid pictures of her in Paris and Lindsay and, and I think um the uh the negative people were just thinking negative things from that so and then you know you have the pop the tabloids reporting nothing but negative things you know surrounding that so what happens is the i think her family found the perfect way to be like oh you know this is this is a, this is how we can step in you know and you know uh, take control of the situation you know she's out of control so this this is how they they spend you know the, the story for the public she's out of control so we're gonna step in as her family and we're gonna help her out and get her back together and that's not what really happened as you can see from this 22 minute um, audio that she uploaded um back to it she said that um her mom her brother her sister and even her hometown friends did nothing. Did nothing to help her out of the situation. She even went on to say that it was her father, I mean, not her father, her mother that gave her father the idea to do the conservatorship. So all they were all conspiring <laughs> to, to, to get control of Britney's assets and money. That that's that's basically what I'm getting from this. Like, this is clear as day. So um, they checked her into a facility because she wanted to change a dance move um, for her Vegas, re Vegas residency. She said that as soon as she, you know, suggested to change the dance move, production got quiet. Everything got quiet. Next thing you know, she's being checked into a facility against her will, um, a mental health facility against her will, you know, a wellness facility. So, um she basically says, you know, she continues in a recording saying that she stopped believing in God 
Um, she enjoyed going to the Alcoholics Anonymous uh, meetings, which is crazy to me. I'm like, why are you going to Alcoholic Anonymous? alcoholic anonymous meetings if you're not an alcoholic but she even says she's not an alcoholic but she did say she enjoyed it because she got to hear real you know real people's stories and um she really admired you know uh the strength of the people that were telling their stories and um she just said she enjoyed it you know that was probably like one of the good things out of the conservative shit because there really was none um and she also went on to say that it showed, you know, she started not to care and it showed through her uh, her residency, her Vegas residency, you know, her performing at the Vegas, Vegas residency. And what I want to say is I never went. I never went to the Peace of Me residency. I never went to any of her shows at the Vegas residency because... I would see the footage from the shows and Britney Spears was not, she did not have the energy or the, the um, spirit that she used to have when performing. Um, so when I would, when I would see that footage, you know, on the internet, I would be like, oh, that, that made me not want to go. Cause I'm like, she's not even giving her all, you know? And I knew then that there's a reason why she's not giving it her all. Cause you know, we've all seen Britney Spears perform. And she's like a beast when she gets on stage. So when I was seeing her Vegas resident, her Vegas residency videos, and she would be just kind of lazy, not doing the moves all the way. Um, you you could kind you could see it if you watch the old footage. You could tell. And for her to you know confirm it and say it in the audio, like I didn't care. Um, uh, that's just it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking because. All you got, it, when you hear the audio, first of all, you can still, in her voice, you can still hear pain. It's it's not resolved. It's not gone away. It's still there. And um, it's 14, you know, 13 years of torment and pain and, you know, not getting to live your life the way you want to live it. You know, it, it, she's so upset and hurt and angry and... She and it, she's doing the right thing by you know speaking out publicly. She's doing the right thing by doing these audios and in, in, in expressing herself because that's the only way that I believe that she'll get some type of um, she'll get closer. I'm not gonna say it will completely heal her because we don't you know Britney Spears only knows what will help her completely heal, but it will bring her closer to that place. You know what I'm saying? So it's good that she's doing these. You know, I'm I'm I love that she's speaking out and she's letting us know what happened, and I'm and I think it's admirable for her to turn down, you know, tons of money and Oprah interviews where she could sit down and do the Hollywood exclusive, but she's choosing not to because she thinks it's absurd to be paid on the torment she went through, you know, to to tell her story about you know the torture and the hell she went through, so. Ah, I just, I just, I just pray for Britney Spears, and I really, she, I, I really hope, you know, she gets to where she needs to, to get to, to, to heal and and have closure with everything. Um, but she also did say in the audio, which is a major big biggie, she said that um, she was set up to leave the country with a mystery man. And of course, you know, she's not going to tell you who the mystery man is. And I'm guessing this is before her husband now, Sam. So I really want to know who the mystery man is. That's crazy. So, but think about this. Like, think if Britney Spears did do that. What if she did just flee overseas with a man and didn't tell nobody? Do you know how much of a tabloid scandal that would be? But if she did do that, I think her family would have tried to spin it. To where, oh yeah, she really did, you know, she really did lose her mind and she really does need to be, you know, taken back home. So I'm glad she did not do it, but that was very bold for her to even think to do something like that and, and brave. Um, but it all worked out in the end. In the end, your fans showed up for you because we love you and we turned over, you know, all the rocks to expose everything. And now it's all in the open and baby, it's not done. This is just the beginning of the marathon. It's not even, this is probably going to be years that, you know, Britney Spears is going to have to go to court and try to fight, 
you know, the people that, you know, were responsible for this this unjust conservatorship. This this was just wrong. And they robbed her of 13 years of her life that she's not going to get back. <sighs> I pray for you, Brittany. I hope everything works out for you. And I'm excited for new music. You know, congrats on the Hold Me Closer. She can't, she even said that in the recording. She said, I can't even enjoy the success of, you know, my song being number one when I have all this trauma from the situation. It's crazy, but, oh, Brittany, I hope you get through it. All right, on to the next topic. August 29th also happened to be Michael Jackson's birthday. Happy birthday, MJ. Um, R.I.P. But I want to say also that on his birthday, um, his estate uh, basically updated his certifications and come to find out, Billie Jean, the songs, Billie Jean and Thriller are both certified diamond. Oh my God, that's huge. Like how many diamond records? I think Michael Jackson has like multiple diamond records now, but um, he still has the best selling album to date, which is Thriller, everybody knows that, um, but uh, still killing it and selling records even after life. <laughs> but um, happy birthday, MJ. We all love you. All right. Um, all right. So Hocus Pocus 2 gets a uh, premiere date on Disney Plus for September 30th. Oh, I'm so excited for this movie. I saw the clip. I'm excited. Love Bed Midler. Love Sarah Jessica Parker. Love, love all the cast. Uh, I don't know the last woman's name. I'll look it up, but, uh, oh, Sister Mary, right? I think that was her name. Uh, Kath, Kath, I can't think of her name, but uh, the last woman from Hocus Pocus, the, she plays Mary, I think. Right. <laughs> I don't know, I gotta look this up, but okay. All right, but anyways, part two's coming out September 30th on Disney+. Plus. Cannot wait to see it, cannot wait to see where the story goes. I wanna see if they're even gonna tie in you know, the original characters, what the storyline is going to be about. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see. But from the previews I saw, it's pretty awesome. Um, I'm excited. And I just can't believe they're making a, a, a part two 20 years later. It has to be like 20 something years later. Like, no, it's probably like 20 because it came out in like 92, 93. So it's probably like 19, just 2022. Yeah, 19, 20 years later. So it's pretty big. Um, deal that disney decided to make a remake 20 years later but okay can't wait to watch it i will be there all right on to the next topic jk rowling's new book um it's titled the ink black heart um oh this is crazy to me but it basically um the book is about a character who has a public downfall following statements that were received as transphobic does this not seem like life imitating art if any of you follow J.K. Rowling, I'm sure you do or you have heard, but she came under fire like probably a few years later, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. She came under fire for making some transphobic uh, comments. She tweeted some transphobic comments and cast members from Harry Potter came out and, you know, um, basically, you know, uh, tried to tell her what she was saying was wrong, tried to correct her on her comments. But um, it was a whole big thing. That alone has cost, you know, has hurt the franchise, the whole Harry Potter franchise, the Fantastic Beast franchise. The third movie did not even do well because of all this negative publicity around, um, you know, her transphobic comments. So um, that's kind of crazy. Um, so, but under the book, on the book, uh, she's going to be published under the pseudonym uh, Robert Galbraith. That's the name she's going to be going under as the author for this book. But the crazy thing is, fans looked it up on the internet, and there is a real Robert Galbraith Heath. And he happens to be a uh, conversion therapist, a real-life conversion therapist, like, Basically, he's not for the LGBTQIA plus community. Okay, he's the he's he's known for gay convert. One of his uh, effective ways is gay con gay conversion treatment um, using electroshock therapy. Yeah, 
So um, I think it's crazy that um, that she would be right. It's it's brave. It's not crazy. I won't even say crazy. It's brave. It's bold to even write a book based on the backlash of your transphobic t- tweets. But I'm interested to see how this is going to, you know, if this book is going to sell, if it's going to be a best time seller, you know, are people going to buy it? Is there going to be backlash? So we're just going to have to, I'm going to keep that one posted because it's crazy to me that you would write a book about what happened knowing that what happened is messing up your franchise but okay that's a whole nother story keep you i'll keep you posted we'll we'll follow that because i definitely want to see what's going to be the response to this book once it comes out but anyways moving on to the next story britney spears former mint tea from x factor spills tea on tiktok okay so i don't know if you guys remember carly rose if anybody remembers Carly Rose from um, the second season of X Factor, I want to say yes, 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 yes. It was uh, yes, it was the second season of the U.S. X Factor, and this is when Britney Spears was a judge. She got paid like I want to say fifteen million to do the show. It was like one of the, at the time it was like the biggest payday somebody could get. But anyways, um, I don't know if you guys remember Carly Rose. Carly Rose, she was the little. Um, young girl on the show um, that had her parents come with her and um, she sung uh, she did her own rendition of Nina Simone's um, Feeling Good so I don't know um, if anybody watched that I remember that performance was in my head because that little girl was she did the dang thing she did a good job on that song but um she revealed on TikTok that Britney Spears' former manager, Larry Rudolph, attempted to take full control of her personal life and career. Yes, she basically said that he asked her parents to give her over to him. Oh my God, that's crazy. She, this girl, and, and when she was on X Factor, she had to be like 12, 13. She was like little. I remember her being little. So she was like 12, 13. And this man, he asked her parents to give her over to him. And the coolest thing is to me is that her parents gave her the option. They gave her the choice. And in the end, um, because what she witnessed behind the scenes with Britney Spears, she chose not to take him up on his offer, which is you saved yourself so much, girl. So much drama. But I kind of, you know, the crazy thing is after I saw her on X, X, X Factor, because she actually placed second. She placed second place that season, um, her season, the second season, um, as Britney Spears, as her, her mentor. She placed second, um, second place. So I thought maybe we would see her or maybe, you know, she would have her own single coming out or something like that. But no, um, <laughs> baby, I think she was so shook by what she saw behind the scenes with Britney Spears. She was like, I... I'm not doing this. Uh-uh. And yeah, that was when Britney, yeah, Britney Spears was deep in the conservatorship when the X Factor US came out. And I want to say with the X Factor US, X Factor US, it came out like 2013, 2014. Hold on, let me look. It's just crazy. It's crazy. I can't believe that he asked her parents. But you know what? The reason why I think he did that it's because at that point, he was so in control of Britney Spears' career. You got to remember, she was in this conservatorship. So he had control over Britney Spears, um, her her life and her career. He had control over it. So, hold on. So he had control over her life. And... That's why, you know, I think going forward, he was like, you know what, for this to work, I need, okay. So X Factor came on in 2011. It was only on for three seasons and it came on in 2011. So second season um, came out in 2012. So Carly Rose, that was the season she was on. And yeah. So basically she said she turned down Larry Rudolph's offer to basically uh, have full control of her life and career. You go, Carly Rose. Good for you, girl. I'm glad you chose... You weren't blinded by fame. I'm glad you chose the the sensible choice because you saw what was... 
I, I didn't. I don't want to say that it could have been you that could have ended up like Britney Spears, but it was a. It definitely. I'm sure for her, it crossed her mind. Like, you know, if this is who wants to take control of me, and if this is what he's doing to her, imagine. You know, he could possibly do this to me. So it was very smart, girl. You go, girl. And I'm sure you you found something else that suits you. Since, you know, that didn't work out. All right. So moving on to the next topic. Cher reacts to the viral tweet comparing her to Dua Lipa. Um, the tweet read on Twitter. I don't know if anybody's seen this, but the tweet read Dua Lipa, the share of our generation. And I don't agree with that. <laughs> you No. Okay. So before I respond, this was a response. You know, this before the, uh, I'm sorry. Before I respond, this is Cher's response to the tweet. She tweeted, how many years are in a generation? Okay. All I want to say is, can we stop people? You gen especially Generation Z. Can we stop saying or comparing uh, these new artists to these well-established artists? Dua Lipa's nothing like Cher. Nothing like Cher. I hate to say it to you guys. Stories are completely different. You know, two different women. I, I mean, yeah, two different women. And you guys are only doing it because Dua Lipa wears her hair straight with a part down the middle. And she wears, you know, um, revealing literally, you know, uh, revealing sequenced, you know, glittery costumes like Cher did in the 70s. But it's not the same. And, you know, those costumes from the 70s is just one decade out of Cher's entire career. She's had so many different looks, so many different types of music. You know, you can't compare Dua Lipa. I'm sorry, Gen Z. Dua Lipa is not the Cher of your generation. Dua Lipa is the Dua Lipa of your generation. I promise you that. I promise you that. Can we stop? I'm not even going to get it. I was going to say bring up another artist that they compare it to. But it, it don't matter. The point is let's stop saying that these new artists are versions of legendary artists that are still living. Or even if they're not living, their resume is too big for the new artist to fulfill. So the artist you think is the new version or the new this... No, they're not. They're, that artist is the, the version of them for your generation, okay? <laughs> Moving on to the next story. All right, Deadline reports Lindsay Lohan, the star in Netflix's new rom-com uh, rom -com, titled Irish Wish. All right, so this is basically going to be the second film under her new partnership with Netflix. Uh, remember, she signed a three-film deal with uh netflix which is awesome you know i love me some Lindsay lohan that's my my 86 sister we from the same year we born the same year so like me seeing her win makes me happy because i'm like oh she's from my class <laughs> but anyways um I'm, i just i love Lindsay lohan she's one of you know my favorite pop culture icons like she's one of you know Nobody played twins in a movie like Lindsay Lohan plays twins in a movie because she made me in Parent Trap. She had me believing that there was two girls there. there you know, it was twins that filmed that movie. It was crazy for her to do an American accent and a British accent so well. She did that. And I'm just happy to see her win again. I, I, I want Lindsay is an actress, you know, before she was. Uh, a tabloid, you know, uh, star on top of, you know, on the cover of all the tabloids doing crazy stuff. She was an actress. You know, she's, you know, Lindsay Lohan can act. That's a talent. She she did that. All right. Um, but her uh, first movie that she did with Netflix is titled Falling for Christmas. And that drops on Netflix on November 10th. I'm excited. So we get our first Lindsay Lohan and Netflix collab on November 10th. Falling for Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. That's awesome for the holidays. So that's going to be a hit. I think people are going to watch it. Everybody loves Lindsay Lohan. Or 
even if you didn't like Lindsay Lohan, you there's like a movie you 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 liked her in or you saw her in. There's so many iconic movies that she was in. She, for me, in the early two thousands, you know, her movies are they are for millennials. They're they're pretty iconic. Like every millennial has at least one Lindsay Lohan movie that's their favorite or that they like. Mean Girls, hand down. Mean Girls is. Pop culture, legendary history—that's forever going to be the number one Mean Girl. Like that movie, and that's from my—you know—that's when I was in high school. That and that movie is exactly how high school was <laughs> at that time. Oh four, oh five—that's how high school was. <laughs> okay, but anyways, um, Irish Wish, her new movie, that her second movie that she's about to um, film with Netflix, is basically about. Um, this is the I got the. The synopsis of what it's about. Uh, the love of her life is engaged to her best friend. She agrees to be a bridesmaid at their wedding in Ireland. Hence the Irish wish. I like that. I like how they tied that in. That was cute. Okay. Days before the wedding, her character wishes for true love and wakes up as the bride-to-be. But she realizes that her real soulmate is someone else entirely. Hmm, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to support you, Lindsay. I want to see Lindsay Lohan in more movies because she's awesome in movies. So big ups to Lindsay Lohan. Make sure you check out Falling for Christmas on November 10th on Netflix. And then be looking out for Irish Wish. And then we'll be, I'll keep you posted on that third film that she has to deal with. But I definitely think if... You know, these movies take off the way they're supposed to. We might have a Hollywood comeback, baby. And you know I love me a good Hollywood comeback. I love somebody that falls and gets back up. Remember that. All right. Moving on to the next topic. Nicki Minaj drops the Super Freaky Girl music video. Uh, I love Nicki Minaj. Um, It becomes the, well, uh, yeah, it becomes the number one trending music video on YouTube when it was released. So, um, congrats to Nicki Minaj on a number one song, first of all, Super Freaky Girl. She's doing her thing, 12 plus years. I know you heard it in the last episode, and I'm going to continue to keep on reminding you that she's doing her damn thing, and um, I love the music video. I love, you know, the direction, this new era she's going in. It's fun. You can you can tell she's having fun. You can tell it's genuine. There's no stress. Um, there's no drama. She's just trying to you know, do her own thing and be in her own world and uh, love it. Keep doing it. Can't wait till the new album comes out. Uh, shout out to Nikki. All right. <clears throat> Next topic. Per Variety. Van- um, ah, sorry. For, um, per Variety. Millie Vanilli uh, biopic has been revealed. The title is Girl, You Know It's True from their 1989 breakout hit. Oh, my God. Y'all know I love me a good 80s pop star, you know, superstar, whatever, celebrity story now. You, you know I love me a good biopic about a famous person from the 80s because you get to see how they lived back then, how it was back then, how the record business was back then. It's just it's pretty cool to watch. But anyways, this is going to be good because I don't know if you guys are um, up to base with I mean, up to date, up to base, up to date with uh, who Millie Vanilli is. I don't know. um, Okay, so Millie Vanilli, basically, um, um, they were a chart-topping pop R&B group. um, And they were out of Munich. Hold on. Before I say something wrong, let me let me just do this real quick. I'm sorry. I know you guys are like, what the frick is he doing? Okay. Munich, Germany. Okay. So Munich, Germany. They're based out of Munich, Germany. And they became global superstars in the 1980s. And they had three number one hits in the U.S. Um, but they're, they were, it turned out they were a fake band. Um they never sang their songs. They lip synced to the voices of two other artists, and at the height of it all, um, they won a big. Um, they won big at the Grammys Awards, but they, when it came out that you know they weren't really who they are, they had to return the Grammys. I remember that. Um, and once the truth was revealed that they didn't, you know, perform the songs that they put out, um, 
they dropped from superstardom and became a punchline. Everybody had a joke about Millie Vanilli, which is very true. Um, right now, they are currently shooting um, the biopic, and it's, it's expected to wrap in December 2022. So I'm seeing um, probably 2023, 2024 release around that time. Um, but I think people are going to see this because who doesn't want to see the story about Millie Vanilli? Like, it was a crazy story. Um, I remember watching the Behind the Music, and that was really good. Um, but uh, Robert Pilatus, because these are, okay, so the, the two members of the group is Fabrice Morvan and Robert Pilatus, okay? Um, Robert Pilatus, he was found dead in 1998 in a Frankfurt hotel room. Of a, um, of a suspected alcohol and prescription drug overdose. So there's only one surviving member, um, Fabrice Morvan. And the actors, they're new actors that are playing them, but they, they you know, if you go to my page, I'm going to post a, a little mini story about it. But if you go to my Instagram, Twitter page, Facebook page, if you go to my page, you'll see the actual photo from the movie. Like, it, it's a... Um, they... They... Uh, they have a movie, I mean, they have a, a still from the movie, like um, the two actors that are playing the uh, real Millie Vanilli. And their new actors, one name is Elon, Elon Bin, and the other one is Tihan Nihe. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, Elon Bin will be playing, uh, wait, his name is Elon Bin Ali. Oh yeah, Elon Ben Ali will be playing Fabrice Morvan, and Tihan Nihe will be playing Robert Pilatus. Um, can't wait to watch this. Can't wait to see what this story. You know, um, you know, everybody likes a good biopic. But the crazy thing about it is that um, the other member, Fabrice Morvan, is not a part of the creative process. Um, Everybody like uh, that was an assistant or that was around Millie Vanilli is a part of the process. Even down to the the two artists that uh, were doing the lip singing, the real singing, their daughters are a part of the project. So it's kind of crazy to me that they don't have him involved, but maybe he didn't want to be involved. I don't know, but I will be watching because we all love a good biopic. <laughs> all right. Moving on to the next topic, Kevin Federline does interview with 60 Minutes Australia. Boo! Ugh! I had to say that. Um, the full interview, it aired on Beyonce's birthday, September 4th. Crazy, right? But, um, ugh, I hate that he's doing interviews. Ah, so anyways, okay, so Kevin and his son... Um, Jaden, the one that he shares with Brittany, his um, Jaden is the second. He's not the the first one is Sean Preston. That's the firstborn. The second child is Jaden, and they basically um, they spoke out about Brittany and the conservatorship in uh, during this sixty minutes Australia interview, and um, oh, it's kind of sad. Because Kevin, he's painting it as, you know, he went in the interview. He even said he still feels sorry for Britney. Britney don't need you to be, feel sorry for her. She just needs you to you know, be understanding. Like, and he's not. And reportedly, he got paid $2 million for this interview. People don't understand the bigger picture. Let me tell you the big. Okay. The bigger picture of this thing is, in two years. Okay. Well, before I even say that, since he met Britney and got her pregnant, he hasn't been working. Kevin don't have a job. He's living off of the 40K, um, the 40 grand child support that he gets for them two boys. Yes. And they're both about to be, because, you know, they're stair step, you know, they're Irish twins. They're not real twins, but, you know, that's what they call stair step twins. They're like right by each other. They're, you know, Brittany had them like back to back. So in like two years, they're both going to turn 18 and he's about to get cut off. So that's why they're doing all these interviews and coming out and speaking out because the money train is about to run up. That's the truth. That's really why they're doing all these interviews because, yeah, it's just sad. And, you know, you have Jaden on there saying that he'll pray for his mom and he hopes the best for her and how, you know, they haven't seen her. It, it's it's. Oh, what I'm getting from this whole situation is that 
Britney's not getting the love from the people that it matters the most. Did you hear that? Britney is not getting love from the people that matter the most in her life. Your sons, you know, and it, it's unfortunate, but your sons are only, to me, they're only, you know, acting like the behavior that's been, you know, uh, that they've been seeing since they were little. So they're acting like their father. They're taking up just like their father. Boy, and that's not a good thing because, yeah. Um, so Britney Spears, basically her relationship is strained with everybody except for her husband and her fans. Crazy, right? So she don't have a good relationship with her son. She don't have a good relationship with her ex-baby daddy. I mean, well, her ex-husband, Kevin Federline. She don't have a good relationship with her mom, dad, brother, sister, hometown friends, cousins. They're all cut off. She's just trying to rebuild herself and find her, find herself and find who to trust and who, who really is there for her, who, who really is Brit Team Britney and want to see her get better and, and, you know, and help her do better. Um... So, you know, Brittany saw this. She saw the interview. She saw everything. And she decided to respond on her Instagram. And in her response to the interview, um, she said, uh, she basically said that she sends all her love to her son. Maybe one day they, um, maybe one day they can meet face to face and talk about it openly. Um, she's helped everyone around them. Uh, including, you know, their family, their grandparents and uncle and auntie and their father. And um, she even takes shots at seven, um, at seven, at Kevin, which is hilarious. She like you guys have to read the post, but she praises her boys on their talents and, you know, and how they're growing and everything. She makes sure to praise them because she does in the in the at the end of the day, love her sons, you know, to death. Um, but. In the middle of it, you know, the message, she checks her son saying, um, as for my mental health, my dear child, understand you must learn to pick up a book and read one before you resort to even thinking about my intellect, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, she read him. And then she, she continues, you know, that was not it. She continues. She says, tell your father to go. I'm sorry. Tell your father to go try and at least mow the lawn. And she basically ends it with, if you, um, she basically ends the whole, you know, the whole message she wrote out. She basically says, if you can sit back and say what, um, you know, what their grandmother and grandfather did to her was fine and call them not bad people, then yes, um, she has failed as a mother. And she, um, you know, he needs to have a chat with his father face to face and try to learn what good is. <laughs> what actually, what is good? You know, since he doesn't know the difference between good and bad, since he's saying that, you know, what her grandma, you know, what her mom and dad did to her was not, you know, you know, bad. Ugh. It's kind of sad. You know, you hate to see because the big, the, you know, the, the main point of it is that, you know, the boys, they don't know what they're in. It, but it speaks volumes that Sean didn't he didn't do the interview, her oldest. He didn't want it, you know, he wasn't on camera, he didn't, Jaden did. So I think there's a little, you know, there's a little battle there, I think. I think, you know, the, oldest, the oldest doesn't want to throw his mom under the under the bus. And Jaden, he's just doing, I think he's just doing what, you know, his dad is telling him to do, you know. He's more impressionable than the oldest. So that's what I'm getting from it. And uh, it just, it sucks. And it's not going to stop. Kevin needs the money, you know, it's no lie, you know, he needs the money, so, um, oh, it just sucks that it's going there, you know what I'm saying, um, and it's like, now that she's out of the conservatorship, and she's getting her life together, and, you know, she's actually happy, here comes the smear com campaign, you know, they're trying their best to like, it was not a good decision to let her out of this conservatorship. And, and it actually was. People are just pissed that she's, you know, that um, 
people are, you know, that are pissed. The people that are pissed that she's not in the conservatorship no more are the people that want her to still continue paying her bills, taking care of them. Because it, it's it's all public knowledge. You can you can look it up. You can Google it. Her mother is trying to get her to 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 pay her lawyer her lawyer's fees. Her father is trying to get her to pay her, you know his lawyer's fees. It's like everybody wants at the end of the day they want Britney. This is what it is. This is what it comes down to. They want Britney's wallet. And 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 that's another thing that like I noticed. You know, it's crazy how life is because. During this whole time of that 13-year-old conservatorship, we didn't hear nothing. You know, nothing came out. They did a good job with keeping it, you know, tight on the lid, you know, keeping it hush-hush. But even though nothing was coming out, I always felt something was not right. And that's one of them. You know, definitely, I always felt like something was not right with this whole situation. So I'm just happy Brittany is out. And she's living her life and she's free. That's all that matters. And I, you know, I I hope we'll see to, you know, we have to watch, you know, everything play out. But I hope the people that are responsible for everything they they did, they did to her are held, you know, accountable and are, you know, are held responsible for what they did. You know, it's only fair. And I think that will probably be the only way she gets closer closure is if she gets justice for what's been, happened to her because you, you i mean when you these posts and these recordings you hear hurt but you hear anger you know that hurt turns into anger quick you know it it, it you know it goes into you know i'm so you know i you know i feel you know embarrassed and i'm ashamed it goes from that to quickly you know my father needs to be put in jail you know she flat out said that <laughs> so he needs to go to prison. So it's like she wants justice. That's what she's on a, you know, she's getting her, ven, you know, her revenge on. She's, you know, her vengeance on. You know, that's, that is what Britney is on. And I'm not mad at it. Like I said, do what you have to do to heal, you know, doll. Do what you have to do, babe. Because we're all praying for you. We're all rooting for you. And it, I, in the end, I do believe it's going to all work out. And, Another thing she did, I did not mention before, but she did say that she's an atheist now because she doesn't believe in God because of the situation she's been through. And I just want to say to Britney Spears, you know, I'm not the, I, I'm not the, how can I say this? I don't want to say I'm not the most religious because I, I do believe, believe in religion. I do believe in God. I'm very spiritual. So I, I just want to say to Britney just because you went through it, don't discard, you know, don't don't count God out. Don't don't do that. Because as crazy as it sounds and as wild as it sounds, there was a reason why, you know, all this happened. There's a there's a a method to the madness. And I think later, you know, years from now she'll really, you know, realize, you know, what that is hopefully she does maybe there is no reason and she's still pissed i don't know but it's just gonna take some time for her to get that closure that's all i'm gonna say it's gonna take some time to get that cro that closure and if she's trying to get justice it's gonna take a marathon to get that justice so um because allegedly i don't want to say too much but allegedly i'm hearing that tristar management um, the people that were over her during this conservatorship, they're paying for Jamie Spears's lawyers, her father's lawyers. Allegedly, this is what I hear, that they're the ones that are footing the bill since Britney's um, attorney, you know, won that her father, you know, she doesn't have to pay her, her father's attorney fees. He needs to pay them himself. Um, they now have its TriStar management, which is the same people that helped um, Lynn and Jamie get the conservatorship on Britney. So, uh, it's it's like a big conspiracy theory. It's it's like it's like when you seeing all this and witnessing all this and hearing all this, it just shows you that there was a big net, 
of insiders, industry insider, entertainment, you know, there's a big net of people that were around Britney knowing what was going on for 13 years, but chose not to do nothing about it because it been the situation benefited them. So, um, that sucks, but I, I hope she gets her, her justice. You know, Brittany, I hope you get your justice. All right. Moving on to the next um, topic. Uh, September 4th was Beyonce's birthday. Happy birthday, Beyonce. You just released Renaissance. It's doing beautifully. Break My Soul is doing beautifully. Girl, we need to talk about this visual album, these music videos. I really want these music videos. And I can't believe that, you know, you dropped Break My Soul in June. And it's now September and we still haven't gotten no music videos. Normally, Beyonce likes to drop the music and the videos at the same time. But I guess for some reason, she wants to make us wait. <laughs> Which is driving us all crazy because... Ugh, the music is so good. We want to see the visuals. I know she's going to tear it up in the visuals. I know the visuals are going to be just immaculate, perfect, gorgeous. But I'm just, I hate waiting because, ugh. Now, this also ties into Beyonce's Netflix deal. Remember, she had like a three deal. She had like a three, three project deal with Netflix. And... It's possible that her music video, uh, you know, her her music videos will be, um, the movie to her music videos will be um, premiered on Netflix. I could see that happening because she's only done one project with them so far, which was the Homecoming. She still has two projects she needs to fulfill with them under that contract. So I could see she's I could see a tour being released, and I could see. Um, I can see a music video album being released. So, uh, but happy birthday, Beyonce. Thank you for being iconic. Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for everything that you do. Keep rocking. Longevity like a mug. <laughs> all right. Next topic is The Weeknd ends LA concert after three songs due to losing his voice. Uh, poor The Weeknd. That sucks. So in the middle of his show, he lost his voice and he basically um, canceled the show, but he tweeted that he will be making a, um, up that show with a new date. So happens to, you know, happens to singers all the time. You know, they, they lose their voice, have to reschedule and he's going to reschedule and the weekend's good for making up um, missed engagements that, you know, his name is on. So. Um, I hope he gets better. I hope he gets his voice back, and I hope he's you know gets to reschedule that date as soon as possible so people can get to enjoy him that paid their money to go see him. All right. Well, that was all the hot topics for the week of August 29th to September 4th. Um, please follow and subscribe um, to the Cheston Podcast on Instagram, um, the Cheston Pod on Twitter. Um, the Cheston Podcast on Facebook and the Cheston Podcast on YouTube. Yes, you have all those options. If you go to any of my pages, all those links will be in the bio. You'll see them. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Thank you for listening. Take care. Take care of each other. Remember, it's another week, and I will see you next week with the the, the you know the latest hot topics for that week. All right, so. You all take care. Goodbye.